Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Chart Topic Show, stopping the best podcast in the world! <laughs> we just get it, just get it, just get it. This podcast is sponsored by Kiwi Co., which is an online retailer based in Glasgow. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you'll know that Jess and I love this brand, don't we, Jess? We love it. And we've got an amazing 20% off code for y'all to spank all your money on payday. <laughs> Which is plate 20. <laughs> Happy spanking. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, everyone. How are we all? I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. We had so many feedbacks on the dinner party guests. Did you see them? Yeah, I love that so much. They People were, have some really weird and wonderful things. They're iconic. A lot of the royal family, actually, which you would have enjoyed. Princess Di. Yeah. That came mm. up quite a lot. What have you been up to this week, Zoz? <clears throat> I was away in Scotland up at Isle of Arran mm-hmm. the last couple of days with my friends and it was a really relaxing weekend. We went to a spa, we did loads of walking, cooking. It was your birthday? It was my birthday actually, yeah. I turned about 26. Wow, we. The day finally came. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? I also had a trip around Scotland, but I think we're going to focus that conversation a lot more on next week's episode because yep. we have our second guest this week and we Whoop. are so excited. So I, for one, I possibly will speak on behalf of many people. I'm wildly intrigued by the adult industry, whether that be porn, OnlyFans, escorting, finessing, prostitution and the BDSM community, if you like. I think it's came onto many people's radars a little more maybe since OnlyFans, which is more of a mainstream platform for this kind of line of work, I would say, where we hear rumours that people can earn crazy amounts of money. I'm talking like tens of thousands of pounds a month by creating things such as custom videos to satisfy people's very peculiar fetish and weird and wonderful fantasies. So now I have a friend of a friend who is now my friend that is in this line of work. And fuck me, is she a boss bitch? She has intrigued me greatly over the years with some of her stories and achievements by doing this job. 
I actually held back recently on a holiday I went with her by grilling her on everything to save for this podcast. But not only is she an online dominatrix, she has been for over five years. She is also a highly intelligent and immensely creative woman who has used this line of work to great advantage and in recent years has purchased and fully renovated her own house in London. Now, I'm not going to blow her trumpet anymore, as I'll let her do the talking. <laughs> so I would like to introduce you to my lovely friend, Amelia. Hi, Amelia. Hello. How are Hi, we? Amelia. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Are you excited to be in Glasgow? I am very excited. How did you like your intro there? Wonderful. <laughs> I love having smoke blown up my arse. Yes. So you can carry on. Yes. <laughs> so Amelia is actually up this weekend with one of my best friends, Holly, who is also in the room. So you might hear her giggle in the background. I'm going to take her on her. This is the first trip. First time in Scotland? Second time in Scotland, but the first time I ever came, I was probably like 10, so I don't remember it really. Where well, did you go? Don't know. You don't know. The only thing I can remember is getting sunburnt. What? what? <laughs> That's why I can remember it, because it's like, who gets sunburnt in Scotland? That's the only thing that I can remember. Well, I went camping when I was like 10. Oh, okay. It must have been, been the since, only so. hottest day of the year ever. So, yeah, we're taking her out on the. Uh, streets of Glasgow tonight so you may see us you may not so Amelia let's dive right in so tell us a little bit about yourself where are you from and what your hobbies interests just tell us about yourself please so originally I'm from the Midlands are you actually I am yeah I'm from Worcestershire oh yeah so you are yeah, yeah. so I'm from the West Midlands yeah um but I've I've not lived there since I was like 18 so left home went to uni studied fine art Oh. And um, yeah, I got a degree in fine art. As soon as I did that, I left the country, yeah. moved to Bangkok. Wow. Lived in Bangkok for a few years. What are my hobbies? CrossFit. Yeah. That's like my main hobby. So <laughs> that goes down well here. That's probably my only hobby, really. I don't really know what else I'd say. Hobby wise. Your dog? It's not really a hobby. She's Being my a child. dog mum. Okay, well, I'm a dog mum. Yeah, I'm a dog mum. I got a fur baby. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, are you able to explain to us and our listeners really what a dominator actually is and maybe explain the difference between everything I just listed above in the sex industry? Because I know there's probably a little bit of confusion. Okay. area there. Yeah. So I would describe my job title as an online dominatrix and mm. fetish artist. Fab. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what that means is, so, so online domination, like you can either be like submissive or dominant. Mm -hmm. And a submissive person essentially likes being told what to do, likes serving somebody else. Yeah. And the dominant person does the telling, tells somebody what to do. Um, is in charge and the fetish art fetish artist aspect of it I don't just do the domination stuff just because like some people just have like really niche like ultimately bizarre fetishes <laughs> um, for example like sneezing fetish right balloon popping fetish or burping, burping fetish exactly burping what? fetish yeah so, stuff like that where like they're not bothered about me being dominant they just want to see me do whatever it is that specific random thing that they're into <laughs> is or do you know what they're, like like there's a <laughs> i've got one guy who has got a levi jeans fetish but they've got to have a button-up fly right <laughs> This is actually really funny. This is like my housemate's favourite thing to listen to. <laughs> so his fetish, and we do the same thing every single time, his fetish is me pretending to be a man. Right. <laughs> wearing Levi jeans with a button-up fly and basically talking about how I'm, like, gay with him. <laughs> 
This <laughs> is beyond me. Yeah, and, that, and we'll do that on Skype. Like, my head won't even be on... It'll just be, like, the a body, body shot. So I'm wearing, like, a man's shirt and a pair of, like, Levi 501 button-up fly. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to look at my Levi's the same ever again. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just the same thing. We've been doing it for years. Wow. And just wants me to talk about, like, how we, we're going to, like, have gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> People are wild. Are they? Um, Milia. So I want to talk about a little bit about why, why I call Amelia Milia. So when we recently went on holiday, I went with a few Scottish friends and I kept hearing everybody say, Milia. I was like, it's Amelia. So now I just call her Milia. So if I reference that, that's why. What do so, you mean? How would you say Amelia? Amelia? Yeah, that's the Scottish pronunciation. Mi- Amelia? It's Amelia. Amelia. Yeah, you can't say it. <laughs> Out of the eye. <laughs> yeah. So, are you able just to let us know like how you got into this industry? I'm really intrigued by this because I actually don't know this. And when you were away, I was like, "Don't tell me. Save it for the pod." Yeah. So I want to know everything. So, as I said on the little intro thing, I lived in Bangkok for a few years, and when I was there, I was a teacher. So I was an art teacher um, and an English teacher. What? Yeah. That's what I used to do. <laughs> I know. Shocking. <laughs> And um, and on the side, much like Just Jess Food, I was trying to be a food blogger. Were you actually? Yes, I was, yeah. yeah. So I had a Instagram account called, I think at the, I think at the time, it was, it was either Foodie Vagabond, that was the first one, because it was like travel and food. Yeah. And then I changed it to Mindfully Millie for a while. Hmm. I rebranded. Anyway, so I was trying to... <laughs> It's hilarious, the mindfully Millie to now what I do anyway. Completely, totally, <laughs> totally not different. my floor. Um, and basically, mostly food, but also like, you know, the odd bikini pic on the beach. So I was living in Thailand. So mm-hmm. obviously that was kind of an aspect of it. Um, and along with the people who were following me for my like vegan recipes were the Instagram pervs. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and every now and then actually to be honest quite regularly i would get like an instagram perv in the dms just sending an unsolicited dick pic <clears throat> back when it was not illegal uh-huh. times have changed um <clears throat> and <laughs> and i would usually just like block them right because like i don't want to see your unsolicited dick pics yeah absolutely um, but one day this guy sent me a message saying like, hi, can I send you a picture? And I replied being like, well, if it's a dick pic, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just want to send you a really funny pitch that's going to make you laugh. And I was like, okay, fine. You can send me a picture. So he sends me a picture and it is a dick pic, but he had a micro penis. <laughs> Like, literally, like, medically, the size of, like, half my little finger. (laughs) And I was like, why would you send me that? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he was like, what do you mean? Do you think it's small? And I was like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, clearly it's very small. He was like, oh, my ex-girlfriend said it was small, but I just, I didn't know whether she was just lying. So I just thought I'd like send it to you and see what you were saying. And it was just so obvious to me that like this was turning him on. But he, that people were saying how small his willy was. Yeah, but he, he <laughs> sent it to me because like he wanted me to say that it was small and he was getting turned on by it. And I was just like, how fucking dare you? How dare you like get off over this? And I get nothing in return. So anyway, I basically just said in like a moment of annoyance, like if you're getting off on this you should be fucking paying me 
And he replied saying, I'll pay you. <gasps> what? <laughs> so I, I was, I didn't actually think that he would pay me. I wasn't like gunning to get paid. I was just like, how rude, basically. And he was like, yeah, I'll pay you. I was like, what do you, like, how? And he was like, uh, an Amazon gift card? Do you have an Amazon account? I was like, I do, yeah. So I sent him my email address. And I can like vividly remember it as well. I was like in the airport in Copipi, like just about to go on like a diving, like learning to dive holiday. <laughs> I was just there in the airport, like texting my friends like, oh my God, some guy has just sent me a tiny little dick pic. And he's like sent me an Amazon gift card just for me to like text back. How much was it? Only fifteen pounds. It, it was. It was <laughs> I think it was like two hundred quid. No, no. It was very humble beginnings. But getting like fifteen quid—that's quite a lot in Thailand. You can like dine out at like an expensive restaurant, probably like three times for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I was well chuffed. All I had to do was literally just text him like, "You've got a tiny dick." Ha ha ha. And were you kind of just testing the water with that one at the start? Well, and then he done it. I mean, it, he came to me. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. even like I was out there looking for it. It was just like this person just came to me with his tiny penis and wanted to give me money. So I was like, cool, this is this is sweet. <laughs> and he would text me every single weekend, like every Saturday when he was clearly when he was drunk. And he was in America and I was in Thailand. So like the timings worked out quite well. Right. So he would be, I guess, like drunk in the night whilst I was awake during the day. And so uh, over the course of like six months or so he um the amount of money that he would send like got up and up and up not not by loads of slowly getting probably between like 30 and 50 pounds but it was 30 30 50 pounds for like 15 to 20 minutes of just texting him back yeah. and forth saying like you're a loser you've got a tiny tick no one's ever gonna fuck you you're gonna be a virgin forever just like <laughs> that kind of thing and, <laughs> and progressively over the course of like six months or so he would like drip feed me you know things that clearly he wanted me to say or do and right. so it got to about this happened in maybe July and in uh, in January I'd moved back to the UK because I was like set on working in advertising I thought that's what I wanted to do so I'd moved to the UK I'd like got a job in London and I was absolutely like broke as hell I was on 19k a year mm -hmm. in 2017 in London, in London living in living in squalor <laughs> living in a guardianship I don't know whether you know what that is it's where like you're basically a, a guardian for like a flat that if you aren't in there squatters will move in oh my god it was what? it was horrendous <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like you know very grateful for this like extra bit of like you know money on the side anyway so he says to me in about January of 2017, um, you're not going to post that photo on Twitter, are you, mistress? <laughs> and I was like, mm, I guess he wants me to post that photo on Twitter. <laughs> and I did have a Twitter account, but like, I don't think that like my school friends and family members wanted to see a photo of this man's tiny little penis. <laughs> so I thought, right, I have to make myself a new Twitter. So I made a new Twitter and I'd already kind of got a stage name um, that my friends essentially had given me because they found the whole thing so hilarious. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're not saying what my stage name is on the pod just because no, we're I've not got so many like mutuals, whatever. Yeah. Um, but so I just set it up with that name 
and posted like a, a photo of me in a corset as the like profile picture. And then on my timeline, just posted this photos of this guy's tiny penis and just was like, ha ha ha, look how small this guy's penis is. Hashtag small penis humiliation. <laughs> <laughs> And just in case anybody isn't aware, Twitter is pretty much adult friendly. So of all the social yeah. media platforms, it's the only one where you can just like, you can't post anything you want, um, but you can post porn. You can post nudity and, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So that's the reason why that's like the the adult industry social media platform. So yeah, as soon as I did that, the DMs just got flooded, man. Everybody wanted their tiny penis humiliated. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I like dip dived into Twitter, it was like, oh my God, there is a whole gold mine out here. There's a whole like fetish world. So many different fetishes that like I'd never heard of. Very quickly learned about Findom, which I, I don't know whether you guys have heard no, of. It no. stands for financial domination. Right. Which is basically like guys want to give you money. Like, that is what their fetish is. Like, you just demanding money from them and being like, you're going to fucking pay for this. You're going to stay home this weekend. That's I'm in the wrong out. job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously I like that one. I was like, that's a fetish for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just like all, all the other different things. And, and within, so I, I, I got on Twitter in January. I started my new job in London in February and I quit my job in April. What? Yeah. So I quit my job in April because I was making more like on in the evenings and weekends than I was. I mean, obviously I was only on 90K a year, so it's not really that hard, but like, yeah, yeah I was making more just like hustling on the side. Um, and the person I was like in a relationship with, relationship with at the time was very much like, just quit your job. Just like see where it goes. If it, if it doesn't work out, get another job. Doesn't matter. But it did work out. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah, five and a half wow. years later. So. so does this sort of job role make you feel empowered as a woman? It does, yeah. Mm. And, and like it, it has opened my eyes so, so, so much. And I don't really, I don't think that I was ever like a narrow-minded, judgmental person. I don't think I ever would have described myself as that. But it's definitely made me way more open-minded mm -hmm. and way more like understanding of just all sorts of stuff, really. Mm. Because you, you speak to so many people every single day. And, and also, obviously, it's nice just like working for myself. and Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. So I just want to be clear then. Are you able to explain in the difference did we, did we go do this bit oh i probably went off on a mad, massive tangent sorry okay. <laughs> the difference between what i do and, I want, yeah and... i want because obviously dominatrix might be a new word to a lot of people listening okay. but can you okay. explain the difference between the adult industry and the i don't really know the right terminology i mean there's no difference between like, so for adult... example you, you don't okay. have sex with them i don't know no no no, no. so so let, let's say that the adult industry is the umbrella term for anything that is to do with anything adult Porn, escorting, full service sex workers, which means like prostitution. Yeah. I primarily work online. Yeah. Not exclusively. I do sometimes meet people in real life, but like the majority of what I do is online. So I just call myself like an online dominatrix. Yeah. And as I said, fetish artist. And the majority of what I do is like creating content and communicating with people online. Okay. So I can't really say what the difference is between what I do and then every other like little thing underneath the umbrella term. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's yeah. so many different roles yeah. within it. 
It's like a whole world that yeah. I'm just so. I just think people assume that anything adult involves actually having, having, having sex, sex with people, but it just really doesn't. No, I don't even get naked. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And not that there's like, not that I have anything against anyone that does, and I think like, you know, free the nipple and all that, but just like where <laughs> the, the, the route that I went down, it was very much like part of that brand was like, you're a loser. You'll never see me naked. Yeah, like sort of that element of control. Yeah, and, and and like denying them. So yeah, that that's kind of like the niche subsection of the adult industry that I'm working in. And how oh. do clients find you? I know obviously you can't so, yeah. disclose your your name, but like yeah. like how do you even begin? If let's say I had this mad fetish, like where the hell would I go? I just think OnlyFans, but like that's probably not even dominatrix world, is it? Really, I don't know. I have no idea. I do have OnlyFans yeah. and like most, um, pretty much anyone who creates content that is w- within the adult realm will, will have an OnlyFans account. But there's so many different platforms like that, that I guess you'd call them like middlemen um, platforms. Obviously Twitter is the social media platform. That's like the number one place that you'll find. Really? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And they've made it much more difficult in like, over the years to find people because of shadow banning. I don't know if you guys yeah. would have heard oh, yeah, of that because really. they do it on Instagram as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that would be the main like social media platform that you'd find stuff. But then all the different adult platforms, you've obviously got OnlyFans, you've got Clips for Sale, Many Vids, Night Flirt, I Want Clips. I is the it list Seeking go, Arrangements? Adult. Is that Seeking one? Arrangement is more for sugar sugaring, like sugar babies. And like, I mean, technically you're not supposed to escort on there but people do use it for that yeah <laughs> I, I you wouldn't really use that for online stuff no just because that's like setting up like arrangements yeah sugar baby arrangements basically i see but that's yeah. like when you get the messages on instagram are they genuine though no but some might be. but sometimes they are so like if you get somebody in your dms on instagram that says hi baby i want to be your sugar daddy i'm gonna give you five thousand pounds every single day like we can sort out an arrangement that is bullshit no one's gonna give you five thousand pounds every single day <laughs> but if somebody messages you like can i have a picture of your feet i'll send you like 50 quid or whatever they're probably legit yeah wow yeah. cash rich Get in touch, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and what's a typical working week like for you? Is it lonely or are you really busy all the time? I am like as busy as I want to be at, at this Just point, I would say. control of... I, I feel overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that I have to do. <laughs> it's like... Really? Well, yeah, I would say, yeah. So you wake up at what time and when you at your, what time are you at your desk? Oh, do you know what? It really changes day to day because, like, I'm a huge procrastinator and, like, <laughs> I'm terribly unorganised. But on a let's say it's a good week. It's a good week where, yep. I like, my head's straight and I'm being really good. Um, I go to the gym in the morning. <laughs> so, like, I'll, I'll get up at, like, between 5 and 6 a.m., walk the dog, go, go to CrossFit, be at my desk between, like, 9 and 10 a.m. And then, like, depending on what day it is, it could be a content creation day. To be honest, actually, Jess, it's probably in some ways fairly similar to being an influencer. Yeah, so that's like what you, I was just thinking there, yeah. yeah. it really is. It's just like an, an influencer in, in the kind of like adulty, porny sphere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have a day where like you shoot all your content. So you set up all your lights and like, sometimes I do stuff on the green screen. So you like set the whole studio up. And is that all in your house? Yeah, I've got a little kind of studio room in the house. Wow. Yeah. And what do you put on this green screen? What do I put on it? Yeah, like what? 
What do you edit? So actually, I don't really do my editing anymore. Okay. I outsource that now mm-hmm. just because I don't have the time. Yeah. G's like, do you need any help? <laughs> <laughs> it, it really depends, but like there's a there's a big like fetish for what what you'd call like mesmerize or hypno videos. So it's just like trippy kind of like you're on acid kind of vibes. So like okay. the background will be all swirly and there'll be like multiples of me and all like different effects and stuff. Wow. I'm absolutely fascinated. <clears throat> And I think you saw a little snippet of one of my I did, videos, didn't I, I you? did, yes. And that, that was that's all shot on a green screen, obviously. It was very creative. <laughs> it was like a mini movie. I did edit that one, by the way. Yeah, one I did you remember you saying it, actually. Because yeah. me and Holly, who's in this room now, we were watching it, we were like, wow, she's so creative. <laughs> <laughs> but it really wasn't very, like, sexual. It was, it was just well, you in strange outfits and it well it's a whole movie what was it what was it was it stranger things or something it was like that? ghostbusters ghostbusters that was yeah. it funnily enough stranger things is what i'm going to do this year so we will be watching yeah. that she loves and I'll it. Like <laughs> um so i know obviously you do primarily online but previously you have done a few would say outsourcing roles but is that what you call it? Real life. Real life. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel safe in this sort of world or or any of your friends that are probably in this sort of industry that do do that? How do they feel safe? Is like a safe word or... Safe words is a thing. Yeah, if, if you're yeah, maybe hurting yeah. them too much. Is that, is yeah, that what that it is? Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the the universal safe word is red. What? So, so you just say the word red like if like things are getting So too... if you're crushing someone's fingertips, which they don't... And they say red, 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 yeah. And they... Right. Or pineapple's the other one. They're the, they're the two universal safe words. Pineapple? Yeah, funny, isn't it? Pineapple. I'm learning so much. So, because <laughs> like red, amber, green. So if like think something's like pushing the boundaries a bit too much, they might be like amber. Amber, Mr. Which is like pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> no, pineapple's red. Pineapple's like stop. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, okay, going back to the other sort of safe then, if you yeah, were. Than, so it's vetting people, essentially, what you're asking, I suppose. My safety. Yes. Yeah, because really, like, red is for the submissive. Yeah. I would never really be saying that. Let's say they do, they did something that they were then trying to attack you or something. I don't know. I mean, you never know yeah. these people. Never happened to me, thankfully. And I think that it does happen far less than people think. And I have to say that, like, the the way that a lot of TV shows, obviously just because, like, it makes great TV, kind of making out like it's so scary, it's so dangerous, it's so dramatic. Like, ultimately, it's not that dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's not that dramatic. Of course, there are instances and it is you know not a hundred percent safe but then like neither is dating neither is being in a relationship yeah i think that like tv shows like to glamorize how like dangerous it is um but there are ways of like safeguarding yourself so i guess one thing would be like asking for references that's something that i do if i'm going to meet somebody i'm like have you ever met anybody before i see okay and you know the industry looks out for each other so If, if if somebody messaged me and said, like, oh, have you met so-and-so before? I'd say, like, oh, yeah, he was perfectly fine. He was respectful. La, la, la. And, like, likewise, people are always willing to do that for for you as well. Right. Um, and if they haven't met anyone before, my thing would be, okay, I need a copy of your passport then or your driving license. Okay. So I just kind of feel like that covers me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they yeah, are going to... Then they're real. <laughs> yeah. But I've never had a bad experience. And I know that um, for people who are like more in the escorting like end of things there's actually a website and i don't know whether i'm going to say the name of it just because like i don't know if it's like known within the escorting community but it's like we don't really they don't really they don't really want the uh punters to know about it yeah. let's say yeah so basically you can type in 
a um, phone number and anyone who has met that person will write a report. Right, that's good. Yeah. No, it's good. And the punters don't know about it and I'm not going to say the name of it so that they can find out. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. That that's like a really good way, and like I've got a friend, obviously, you know, I've got a really good friend who's an escort, and that's what she uses. And every time that anybody contacts her, they she just, her, types she just in, puts it in and just types sees... in their number, and well. you'll see like sometimes no reports, sometimes it's like an reports. Uber rating, isn't it? It is, yes, <laughs> it is. TripAdvisor, yeah, yeah, TripAdvisor for the adult industry, yeah. I love that. I wanted to ask you that, like, if there's a community, but so there kind of is then, where yeah. like loads of people know of loads of other people that do the same thing and yeah, can all totally. chat about it. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of the day, so you've done your day of editing on filming, you just shut your laptop and then can you just switch off? Or do you, is your phone ping, ping, pinging? Like, how's it work? When, what the time fa- can they contact you? I obviously, I've got a work phone and a normal phone because, like, if you... For me, I, 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 I definitely know that there are people who just, like, never switch off from it and they're just, like, always on their phone. But, like, I just can't do that, like, mentally. Yeah. yeah. Do that. So, like... <clears throat> At the end of work time, my phone is going off or my phone's going on airplane mode. Also, by the way, sorry, I feel like I didn't really finish that. There's content creation days and then there's interacting with your fans days. Okay. So like doing loads of Skype or like webcam or phone or... Surely a lot of that would be in the evenings if... I don't want to work the evenings, mostly. So, so... Well, what you mean is you don't need to work the evenings yeah. because you've you got enough? What? Exactly. Back in the day when I was like let's say a baby dom when I was like kind of new I would just work and work and work I'd work like 14 hours a day if not more I'd work until 3am I had like no work-life balance and like no ability to say no to things just because like I I think when you're like new to something you feel like if you say no the opportunity is going to go and there's not there's not going to be any more money and you're not going to like you're going to lose out yeah but Number one, the longer you're in the industry, the more you realise actually that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Like it will always you come actually, back to you. It, 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 you. The amount of fans you have just accumulates. Yeah. And so yeah. like, there's kind of always the possibility to like make money and work, but also just like listening to podcasts and like reading books on like being an entrepreneur and being a, a, like a business person. I've just more learned about the fact that you have to have boundaries, and you yeah. have to, you have to like give yourself time off. Yeah. To be honest, like even though I have a lot of time off now, I still constantly feel guilty, and I think that's just like I think that's just working for yourself. To be honest, is yeah, 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 it is. I feel the exact same. Going down more to <laughs> you on a sort of personal level, mm-hmm. has this affected your opinion on men and relationships? How do your boyfriends, or if you have a boyfriend, how do they feel about this? It has a hundred percent affected how I feel about men. Mm-hmm. And definitely has affected like the way that dating is for me um, and the way that relationships are. <clears throat> so I guess like it's it's difficult to have like as much of a high opinion of men <laughs> when you speak to men all Like a piece day. of shit. <laughs> well, it's not even just that. It's just like they're all married and are like cheating on their wives essentially. Mm. Um so many guys have like a fetish for basically like you slagging off their wife. Like that is what they want you to do. They want you to be like, oh my yeah, God. imagine That's what, that. Yeah, they and they what they basically want you to say like, oh, like your wife's ugly compared to me. <gasps> I know. <Bad>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. 
And like, I've got a lot of friends who are in the adult industry who aren't, you know, necessarily doing what I do and they're just full on cheating on their wives. They'll have like a sugar baby on the side of having mm. a wife. And it's just like, and do you know what? I try not to judge them. And I think I, I think it has also like opened my eyes more to, to just how sexuality works in general and that you can be 100% in love with your wife and want to have sex with somebody else. Like the two things just aren't mutually exclusive. Like it's not like if you cheat on your wife, then you don't love her. It just doesn't work like that. You can 100% be in love with your wife, but you just want to have sex with other people as well. You're like, what? <laughs> You're all like that. Please don't tell us the truth. Yeah, sorry guys, <laughs> truth bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we say no more <laughs> okay and so did you find it hard meeting guys then i don't find it hard meeting them but i find it I, I do find it hard i do find it like more difficult dating as somebody who works in the adult industry and obviously as i kind of joked about with you before we went on the pod i was like i am well prepared for this jess because this is just like every day i ever go on as soon as they find out what i do for a living it is just an interview about my job for like as long as the date goes on until they can like like notice that I'm just like, okay, I'm done with this now. I'm done with being interrogated by you. Because, wow. And I, obviously with this, it's different. Yeah, of this, course. This is a podcast and I'm completely happy to do that. But like on a date, it's like, you know, there's more to me than my job. Like this is what I do yeah. to make money. And I get that it's interesting. Of course it is. Yeah. But like, there's so much more to me than just Absolutely. like being an online dominatrix and yeah. like having a weird profession. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that it like puts people <clears throat> off in terms of it being like intimidating? Yes, totally. Yeah. Um, I think just in general, guys have said to me like numerous times, you're an intimidating woman. I think you are. Uh, I agree as well. <laughs> but I actually find you amazing. Oh, like, thanks I so much. Do you know what I mean? Like you, when you walk in a room, you're like, wow. Yeah, but that we find you like fascinating. Yeah. Whereas I think people yeah. who are like, what's the word? Like self-conscious and whatever would then find it intimidating. But that's like a them problem. I think also <laughs> as well, like there is definitely a massive hypocrisy with like the way that men view women who work in the adult industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I personally think to myself, like, why is it okay that you wank over porn, but it's not okay that I make money from it? Like, what exactly is, like, the moral thing here? I'm not really getting how that's okay. If anything, like, it's worse that you're wanking over it than it is that I'm, like, taking money from men for doing it. But anyway, you know, whatever. So I just like understand, like, it's probably a lot of people will be interested to know this obviously you go on this date with this guy and he's thinking mm -hmm. wow like let's say you hit it off really well are they expecting you to behave are, are you two different people essentially are you at obviously you're acting but do you know what i mean are they expecting you to behave that way with them do I you behave differently if anybody do you know what there has definitely been occasions where like i've had people on the like you know on the app when they say like oh so what do you do for a living i'm like oh actually like you know put your open-minded cap on because i've got a bit of a weird job like i'm an online dominatrix there's been people who've been like oh my god really <gasps> i'm really into that oh. and i'm like pay me mm, then yeah <laughs> like sorry but like i'm not looking to continue the work day once the work day's over yeah do you know what i mean <clears throat> And like, I'm very open-minded sexually and like in a relationship would be like, I'm pretty, you know, open-minded, experimental, whatever. <laughs> but I'm definitely not looking to date somebody who is like primarily submissive and just wants me to like be their dominatrix. Like, no, that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah, you keep it separate. Yeah. 
And do you know, it's like this kind yeah. of thing where, like, if it if it just like came, if if you know, I don't mind switching it up. Like, if it's just something that, that, that just like happened, yeah, that would be fun and fine. But I don't want there to be like a dynamic where like I am the dominatrix. Yeah, because a lot of role playing that people mm-hmm. like in their relationship isn't there. So if, yeah. let's say it came to that, then fine. Yeah, but, exactly. But you don't you'd want be very him. good at it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I can switch it up. Like I'm happy to be in either role. But like I don't want to like just be a dominatrix at home all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, well, you don't want um, them to be with you for that reason. No, no, hundred percent. Yeah. No, no, no. The best reaction that I can get from somebody is just being like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. And just like not to be honest, not really probing me that much. That if somebody doesn't probe me that much and they're just like, "Oh, that's cool. That's interesting." And then they don't ask me like a gazillion questions. And the you know, one thing that really pisses me off as well when I go on dates is like, "So is that what you're into? Like what are you into sexually?" Instantly. Yeah. That really annoys me. Yeah. Because you wouldn't, if I'd said like, oh, you know, I work in PR, they wouldn't be like, oh yeah, so like, what are your kinks? They wouldn't, they just, they wouldn't you just wouldn't that. ask that. But as soon as they know that I work in the adult industry, it's like, okay, all boundaries go down. Like I'll ask you anything. So does your family know? They do know, yeah, they do. What are um, their thoughts on it? So my dad, when I texted my, I texted my dad to tell him and he just <laughs> sent me a text back saying, lol, that's funny, Mill, like... <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he said something like, so his wife's called Alison. He was like, Alison asked whether there's a market for like over 50s in roll neck jumpers. <laughs> like, probably, there's a market for everything. Um, so he just found it funny. My mum, I mean, as I've spoken to you a bit, a bit about Jess, she's a bit of a complicated person. Yeah. So she's she's got like issues with it, but she's got issues with everything, so... <laughs> <laughs> but she, but the understanding they just if you say I'm going I'm at work they know exactly what's happening definitely not no they don't oh. know exactly what's happening no I've never of course I suppose into... no one really would would no, they I think yeah. but they know that that's your work though. they know that I am an quote unquote online dominatrix I don't think any of them have a clue what that actually means they wouldn't know what it entails <laughs> None of them have ever probed me or asked. Clearly, they just don't really want to know. Whenever I go to, like, family gatherings with extended family, you know, it's like nobody asks me about work. Clearly, like, it's been passed around the family. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't speak about Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***? are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shit. And if it was me like, that dinner table, they'd yeah. be like, tell me everything. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody asks. Literally nobody. They're like, oh, so how's the dog? Like, <laughs> so it's like an unspoken, just everyone knows, but nobody, nobody yeah. probes. And yeah. did it take you a while to tell them? Or did you do it quite quick? I told my sister and my mum and co pretty quickly. 
And I, I took a while to tell my dad. Yeah. And it's funny because actually he was the one that had the best reaction of everybody. Mm -hmm. He was the one that was just like, lol, that's funny. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And then everyone else was a bit more like, oh, I don't know about this, Amelia. Like, are you sure that this is what you want to do? Like, a bit more judgy. Okay. A bit more judgy vibes <laughs> from the from the women of the family. Yeah. So just talking quickly, going back to like the roll neck jumper thing, you said there's, there's a fetish for everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Uh -huh. Tell us some wild requests that you've had over the the years, and I'm aware that you have a slave. Are you able? I to don't have a slave anymore. Oh, no, you don't I, sorry, the the slave that we that we know about hit the, the specific slave. He's no longer the slave. My slave, but he's still a Let slave. Let the record state because he might watch this. I don't <laughs> think you're my slave. <laughs> slave. <laughs> <laughs> you're just my PA now. <laughs> So can you obviously explain, like, a slave's quite a, uh, a well-known thing in the industry. <laughs> can you explain Anyone? what that is? Obviously, it's, they want to be a slave. <laughs> no, they don't even want to be there. No, I'm joking. They definitely do want to be there. So, yeah, so for, like, a year or so, I had, like, a full-time, literally did whatever the fuck I said, slave. <gasps> slave. Huh? And he paid you. And he paid me to be my slave, yeah. <laughs> so he... Is? Yeah, he'd pay me like a grand a month. And this is fully consensual, by the way, fully isn't it? Fully consensual, <laughs> yeah. fully consensual. And he would like clean my house, chauffeur me around everywhere, pick up my shopping for me. Like he'd pick up me and my friends, take us on nights out. <laughs> He's met my family even. Yeah, <laughs> he drove me home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember, I think 2018 maybe. <laughs> 2018, he drove me home, yeah, met my whole family. <laughs> wildest thing that he that you have done with him do you know what he wasn't that wild he was more of like so he had a hands fetish mm -hmm. he had a fetish for hands mm -hmm. so like he just wanted to like massage my hands okay that was the main thing um but i would also dress him up in like a sissy maids outfit so he would like he would, <laughs> he would wear like a little sissy maids outfit and like clean the house <laughs> Why'd you go up and spank him and stuff while he was cleaning? Yeah, and I'd get him, I'd, I'd make him like twerk. I was actually, I think it's, when we were on holiday, I think, I think Charlotte was telling you that like when I came back, so I had a boob job, came back from the hospital and I was like all doped up on morphine and like just thought I was like so hilarious. And I was in the garden, I was like, be my footstool. And he like went on all fours and I just like put my feet on him like that. I was like, right, now sing Spice Girls to me. <laughs> And he was just there on all fours, like with my feet on his back, like going, "If you want to be my lover." <laughs> and then he paid you. And then he yeah, just paid me every month. I actually no, I actually I think I actually had his debit card in my purse. My <laughs> God, that's brilliant. That's so, so funny. You, you looking for a new slave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, apply within anyone who wants to be my slave. <laughs> so. Uh, Let's tell us then, tell us some requests over the years. Um, so so I've, I've got like a very, a, a guy who has ordered a few custom videos off me um, and his fetish is, this is, a, this is a green screen one actually, so this is one I shoot on the green screen, so it's like a bit trippy and weird. And basically at the start of the video, I tell him to take a magic pill and I'll like, so all my videos by the way are POV, which means that like the camera is the viewer and I talk to the viewer as if like they're in the room with me kind of thing. And like, right. okay. order them to do things like I'm actually speaking to whoever it is. So I 
say to him, take this magic pill. Like I promise like something great's gonna happen when you take it. Obviously, presumably whoever it is that's watching it does take a pill at home, I don't know. And then it transcends into like, this like mad, you know, weird, trippy, bizarre video screen, yeah. where essentially I'm like, I just tricked you into taking a hallucinogenic mm -hmm. and also a very strong laxative. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the video is basically like me just going, you're going to get diarrhea. <laughs> really bad diarrhea just like over and over and over again just building up up and up and up and up and up and up until presumably he does in fact shit himself so all i can assume is that this guy is sat at home watching this video actually takes a laxative and i don't know maybe some mushrooms or some acid or something and shits himself whilst wanking <laughs> Yeah, so that's a funny one. And then I had a guy, I had a guy on cam once. This was probably one of my favorite cam sessions ever because it made me quite a lot of dollar. Where he came into my cam room and he was like, can you put your rate up? So I've already got quite an expensive rate. I charge like six pound-ish a minute. He was oh, wow. like, put your rate up. So I put my rate up to, I think I put it to 200 pound a minute. And he came back in and like he was like, can you send me like a... A, a, what's it called? Like a view my cam request, or whatever. So I sent him a request to view his cam, and he came on webcam, and he was like there, naked on a chair with like plastic sheeting all over the floor. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I've got custard here and baked beans and like all these different things. He's like, what do you want me to do with them? I was like, pour the baked beans all over your head. So he's just like pouring stuff all over himself <laughs> whilst wanking. <laughs> I'm paying £200 a minute for me to just watch him <laughs> pour, like, custard and shit all over himself. And, yeah, I made two grand. <laughs> <laughs> In ten minutes. In ten minutes, yeah. Oh, my yeah. lordy lord. Wow. People that was a good insane. one. <laughs> well, that was a good a one. A couple more, a couple more. Um, I've seen many a person eat faeces. No! Yes. Yes, their yes, their yes. own. Their own. I don't know if this could be an overshare. Also mine. Someone has. Someone has paid me to shit in a box. <laughs> post it to them. I didn't even post it to them. He, like I met him. I met him in person. Gave it to him. I didn't want to watch him eat it. May I have to handle the shirt. My heart is racing. I would actually puke. But he sent me a video of himself in a park in London eating it with a spoon. No. <laughs> Seriously, seriously. <laughs> that is not getting cut out of the pod. <laughs> so there is a thing called a cash point meet and I've done numerous of these. Probably the best one I ever did was at um, King's Cross Station because obviously it was so public. And so yeah, it's called a cash point meet and the premise is literally you meet a man at a cash point and he withdraws money from his account and he gives it to you. And basically that's it. But I mean, you'll, you'll obviously add in some elements of humiliation and you'll just be like, ha ha ha, you're a fucking pay pig. Kiss my <laughs> shoes. And they, and they will literally like kiss your boots in public, spit in their face, <gasps> kick them in the balls, 
So yeah, I did. I, there was one that was probably like the most iconic one I did. That was at King's Cross Station, obviously, which is really busy. Yeah, and there was like a crowd of people, and this guy's literally like on his knees on the floor being like, please, mistress, like, take my money. And I, like, kicked him in the balls. And he's, like, <laughs> riffing around on the floor. And I could see people, like, filming it. Because obviously people think, like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah. I, I think I got about £500 for that. Imagine if we ever see anyone in the street now spitting in shop, you'd be like, oh, don't worry, he's just a pay pig. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> he's it. He wants it. He's enjoying it. <laughs> Shit. That's wild. Yeah. Tell us what's your best and worst part of this job. Um, what do you enjoy doing the most and what do you hate doing the most as well? So the best part is like getting to be creative. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've kind of always said, like, I feel like I came full circle. Because mm-hmm. I, obviously I went to uni and studied fine art. And what I actually did at uni was I, I, I made weird videos. Like that was what my art, artistic practice was. I was like a performance and video artist. Mm-hmm. And then I went kind of like off to Thailand and I was teaching and I wasn't really, I didn't really feel like I was using my degree as much as like I was an art teacher. I wasn't doing like what I was passionate about, which is like doing weird stuff on camera. So it was really nice that then like, I guess three years later it came full circle and now I get to be on camera again and I get to like be a character and act and like do weird things and like create my weird ideas. Yeah. Um, So that's definitely like the best aspect of it. Because it's just, it's a form of art, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like when I say I'm a fetish artist, like you said, like the video that you saw my like Ghostbusters cosplay, like I just love doing stuff like that. I get like obsessed with it and I'll like forget to eat and sleep and I'll just be there just like <laughs> squirreling away, like working at it. Do you know what I mean? You get so Aww. obsessed with it. Yeah. And also, do you know what? Like just the, the communications with, with the customers isn't always the best thing, but sometimes it is. Like it is really funny, it is enjoyable. And like on the most part, I think because like all the guys I speak to are submissive, like they're pretty respectful and they're like nice to speak to. I don't have to deal with that many dickheads. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's good. And then the worst thing, which is not so much to do with like the data day like what the job is more just to do with is is basically just the restrictions that are put on you just because you work in the adult industry that is 100% the worst thing so for example my twitter got shut down Mm -hmm. for violating the rules they wouldn't specify what that meant no idea what it was so it was like 13,000 followers that I'd built up over a few years just gone poof like that my whole following couldn't mm-hmm. get it back shadow banning means it's really difficult now to like grow a following compared to how it used to be mm-hmm. mastercard and visa put insane restrictions on what you are allowed to have in pornography which is like the most ridiculous thing in the world so say for example you can go to the cinema or you can play like a game a kid can play a bloody video game that's got guns, violence, all that kind of stuff, whatever. I can't have a toy gun in a video. That is absolutely banned. You can't have a glass of wine in a video. That is banned. Oh, there's, there's so much stuff that is not allowed in adult content that is specifically for adults that is allowed for, for like, in, in, in 12A movies. That's wild. Completely wild. Doesn't It doesn't make any sense, but it's just like a conservative American anti-adult industry, anti-porn, just policy that MasterCard and Visa brought in kind of gradually over the last few years. And it comes from the credit card companies. Yeah. So the credit card companies will withdraw the ability to use them as a payment processor if you don't abide by their rules. So I don't know whether you guys will remember when Pornhub deleted a shitload of content. No. 
it was actually mainstream Definitely news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really mainstream news. Basically, like they obviously had this policy where like anyone could upload whatever the hell they wanted to Pornhub. Like you could, and that that was really bad. Don't get me wrong, that was a hundred percent bad. Pornhub should have been policing what was being uploaded because there was child porn on there. Yeah, there was revenge porn on there. There was like so much um, pirating. So that's like a big problem in the industry as well, that people will just like rip all your content and upload it for free everywhere. They weren't policing it at all. You would you could send them a set thing saying like, you know, I didn't say that this content could be up here and they just wouldn't take it down because they didn't care. They were getting paid. And then MasterCard and Visa basically said like, that's it, we're pulling you. And they pulled the plug. So, and still now to this day, Pornhub have no way of taking payments. So you cannot be like, unless you're paying with crypto, you can't, pay for anything on Pornhub anymore. And so no other platform wanted that to happen. So everybody just abided by their rules. They brought in these really like stringent rules about like, you. I mean, some of it is good. I think the fact that you now have to like upload a copy of somebody's passport and all that kind of stuff to make sure they are of age and la la la, all that stuff's good. But then the other things, it's just too much. Like you can't have the word hypnosis in a video right. there's just so much stuff that you're not allowed to do yeah. that's just, it just takes it overboard it's like overkill in mm. terms of like censoring the adult industry yeah and um, I, I mentioned as well like to you jess that like the banking industry i guess it's all the, just the finance industry are just so anti-adult i had a limited uh, i have a limited company and I had a business bank account. When I applied for the for the bank account, I was just like kind of vague, which I, I didn't lie. I just said like, oh, I create content. I'm like, an, I'm like a video content creator. And then a year in, they were like, oh, um, can we have some more information about your business? Can you send us like your website and like who your clients <laughs> are, et cetera, and so forth. So I was like, oh yeah, sure. I know that there's nothing that I do that is illegal. Everything that I do is above board. And I sent them, you know, like, some examples of what what like my websites and things like that and they were like we can no longer offer you an account we're shutting your account and you have 30 days to, to remove the money oh. and then when i researched it there is literally no high street bank that will knowingly give anyone in the adult industry a bank account and like i'm constantly at risk for even my current account just being shut down like that and it, there's, there's nothing illegal about it it's just like a moral thing like it's immoral to to let the adult industry workers like have bank accounts, which is just insanely hypocritical because let's be honest, like all the wanker bankers are like fucking prostitutes and in the strip clubs every fucking weekend. So <laughs> million percent. <laughs> was it hard for you to get a mortgage? It actually wasn't, no. Mm. It was like surprisingly easy. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are like, you know, like if you work in that kind of thing, you're not paying taxes. Like I do pay my taxes. I pay a lot of taxes, mm -hmm. just FYI. Yeah. Um, just like anybody else who's self-employed. Yeah. If you're a sole trader, like if you're paying taxes and you're showing a certain amount of income, then you can get a decent mortgage. So yeah, I didn't have any problems at all. I actually got a very good rate. Santander. <laughs> 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 Um, has it affected like your own body image being on camera all the time? Like, are you quite hard on yourself or are you just... Do you know, I already was. I don't yeah. think it's really changed it. I think I was already that kind of person where like I'm incredibly self-critical and like just an anxious kind of personality type that's mm -hmm. constantly in my own head thinking like... What star sign are you? Capricorn. Capricorn. I'm not sure whether it's a Capricorn thing, but... Because people probably assume that you're just so confident and like don't care about all that stuff but 
It's the same it's way. It's weird, you know. It's kind of like there's just two parts of my personality where I am. Yeah. Like one part of me is like that Bart Simpson's meme where he's like banging a pan being like, oh, I am so great. I am so great. That is me half the time. And the other half the time I'm like, I'm such a failure in every single way. <laughs> the only time that, do you know what? <laughs> Earlier this year, when I actually had put on a bit of Christmas weight, somebody sent me a really nasty email. And like no, nothing ever in the past has really bothered me. Like people just send like stupid things like... Somebody once sent me a message being like, your forehead's massive. I was like, I don't think it is that massive. It's really not. Normal size, but I'm like, okay, cheers, bro. But somebody <laughs> sent me an email when I actually had put on a bit of weight and I just wasn't feeling that great. Basically, just this long email about how fat I was. He's like a, a customer. He actually was a customer. And do you know what was hilarious? He, maybe two weeks previous, had sent me an email gushing about how amazing I was and like... <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. And then clearly I hadn't replied to him fast enough. So he yeah. just turned into a salty little bitch and then sent me an email about like, like you're just so fat and like nobody wants to look at you because you're just an absolute whale or whatever. And I was just <laughs> oh like, God, fuck you. But also it did actually, yeah, of course. that was the first time ever, I think, that it's actually like made me sad and made me feel like, oh my God. I also had put on a bit of weight, so... Leave night. <laughs> At that time. At that I've time. lost weight since then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm great. Now I am on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would your advice be for anyone wanting to get into the industry? Research. Do your research. When I was, like, new, one of the things that I did was I actually spent, not loads of money, but I spent money buying videos or like joining OnlyFans accounts because I was at the beginning I was just like what the heck like, what, are they, what are they doing I was like, I, you, don't, you don't know do you know what I mean yes yeah, so you kind of acted like a client at the start exactly so, you could see, so that I could yeah. see like what exactly it was that people were saying and doing you just need to research it's, it's the same as anything really and if you can find somebody who would be willing to mentor you I guess that would be good but equally I don't know how easy that would be just because essentially they'd be training you up to be your be their competition. So you don't have an yeah. agent or anything like that? No, there's no, no agent. Because I was listening to a podcast actually recently with that Julia Fox and she was saying that because she worked in the dungeon so she was doing it in real life yeah. and she did say remember to tip because they take all your money well the a lot of the money do. yeah she was like they take a lot and then okay. you, they just tip, tip obviously this was in America so I don't know the difference of wherever she worked but yeah yeah I just never really thought of it like that because I guess when you do work for someone or a pimp, they would take mm. a lot. But if they tipped you, would you keep it for yourself? Would you have to give it to the pimp or the dungeon? Well, I think that I think that there's a difference between the way that things work in America and the UK. Yeah. Because America has like much stricter laws about the adult industry. So prostitution is literally illegal there. Oh. If you are a prostitute and they know you are and they catch you doing it, they will send you to prison. Really? Yeah. Whereas in the UK, it's not. It's not. It's not. Is it just? Uh, in, is it the UK England. or is it just England and Wales? No, the UK. Is the whole? Is yeah. it Scotland as well? The whole of the UK. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, it's decriminalised. Mm -hmm. So you are allowed to sell sex for money, but you're not allowed to solicit for sex. What does that mean? Essentially, advertise. Okay. So like. You couldn't be on this side of the street with a, exactly. like a board over you, like, hi. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that would be soliciting and that's illegal. Um, and what else is illegal? Brothels are illegal. And what's the difference between a brothel and a strip club? <clears throat> so technically in a strip club, nothing sexual, touching-wise, is supposed to happen in exchange for money. And as far as I know, like, if the owner of a strip club finds out that you... If you, if you work there as a stripper, are, well, let's say, giving hand jobs or blowjobs or whatever for extra, they wouldn't be happy about that. So it's just really like dances? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it should be. Yeah, dancing and stripping. So like, there's not just rooms there where you can, where you're supposed to like go off and have yeah. sex, whereas a brothel would literally be like a man comes in and pays to have sex with somebody. Interesting. Um, here's one for you. Have you ever had any women request anything? I'm speaking, asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think that I have, but I have had men pretending to be women. Right, okay. I mean, obviously, I can't know for sure that that is the case. But, you know, you just kind of tell when it's like a guy just yeah. pretending that he's a woman. Yeah. And, like, trying to, trying to, like, that's his fantasy that he's, like, really a woman and, like, wants you to talk to him like he's actually a woman. Okay. But, no, on the most part, I kind of feel like women make money from the adult industry and men spend money on the adult industry. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long do you see yourself in this industry? Do you, do you ever sit there and think, I could never get out of this or do you want to? What's your long-term goal or life plan, if you have one? I don't think that there's... I don't think that I could never get out of it. I think that I could very easily get out of it if I wanted to. Oh, right, okay. But I just don't really want to. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think to myself, like, oh, maybe it would be nice to have, like, a normal job because there are, like, perks that come with that. But then I think, like, oh, but then I wouldn't be able to just do whatever I want all the time and make the amount of money that I do for how much I work. I definitely have a very comfortable work-life balance. Yeah. Very comfortable. <laughs> so... I need to know, though, when you're, let's say, 50, 60, mm-hmm. um, do you still see yourself doing it? Or would you would you, do you aim to make enough money now to then retire early and then maybe put your... I would definitely like to retire early. But, well, not not necessarily retire because I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that, like, retiring is not that good for you. So, like, it's actually good... A lot good, of people it's, say it's, that. Yeah, it's good for you to, like, have a purpose in life. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't see myself doing exactly what I'm doing now. But to be honest, like, the industry's constantly changing like as technology changes like it just does change like what i was doing in 2017 when i first started it's evolved since then things have changed like different platforms have come and gone and like yeah you know i think the next thing is going to be vr and like how that's going to change the industry what's that i mean virtual reality <laughs> what yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 100%. I've got a VR camera. I, don't, I haven't figured out how to use it yet because I'm a bit tech illiterate. But but yeah, that, that's going to change things. And, and like, to be honest, I know 100% that I could do this in some capacity Forever. until I died. Yeah. There are people who want like granny the, doms. Like, the they literally will yeah, pay... Yeah, people will love that, won't they? Like, an old lady to tell them off because, like... <laughs> so maybe they had a teacher at school who was really old and they just got a boner when they were like 15 and that's it. Old women for life. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always going to be somebody. Yeah. And I, I can see in the industry now, there's plenty of women who are like well into their 50s and still are making absolute bank because you just you just kind of like get that fan base and often they will just stay with you forever you know so it's the same as like how i guess like you know madonna or like Cher. they're pretty old now yeah but they're still just absolutely iconic and like relevant yeah so you can stay relevant even jennifer lopez like you wouldn't think by looking at her she's in her 50s but 
Yeah. Smoking hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question on everyone's lips is we want to know how much money you make. <laughs> and what's the most money you've made from one thing? And then how much do you make? I'm not, gonna be, I'm not going to be super specific. No, that's fair. But I make five figures every month without fail. One, two, three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I make six figures every year without fail. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's really questioning all their life choices. I'm up quitting this, this podcast. <laughs> you can do like ASMR shit, couldn't you? Can't. ASMR is a fetish as well as a yeah. yeah. Well, it's my fetish. I love watching it. On I TikTok. love it as well. That's one of my favourite things. Yeah, I love ASMR. What's the most money you've made? Well, not the most money, but what's your most profitable? Because obviously people pay-per-view or clips from your customer? Like, what's the best earner for you? What do you mean, like, specifically what makes like, me the most money? M- meet in person, custom clip, yeah, OnlyFans, oh, what's your really biggest difficult. earner? No, it's really difficult to say. I do make quite a lot of money from custom clips. Yeah. I definitely got, like, a decent custom clip fan base. I think because I have, like, a background in performance, I'm quite, I'm just quite good at acting. Like, yeah. I'd say that's my thing. Like, my, my two things at school were drama and art. That was what I loved, just loved drama and art. And then when I went, obviously, off to uni and, and did fine art, I basically ended up doing drama and fine art because I just acted yeah. on video <clears throat> and just called it art. So my custom video customers, I've got a lot of them. I'm kind of always overwhelmed with how many custom clip requests I have. I get, I, to be honest, I have, like, more than I can really deal so with. So you turn them down, some stuff? No, I just make them wait. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, and I bet they wait. Down. Yeah. I'm actually, sorry, that's a, that's a lie. I do turn things down. If people want things that I don't want to do, I turn it down. And what are they? What are they? So, like, somebody the other day, and I, and I thought it was kind of weird that he even asked for it, but he was just, like... Because it's just like so different from anything that I do. He asked for something that was like just like I don't know, relatively normal, whatever. And, like, and then you just go on the bed and like fuck yourself with a dildo for like ten minutes. I was like, no, I don't do that. I've never. There's ne- there's not one single video of me anywhere on the internet where I do that. Right. There's, like there's plenty of women who do. Go and ask them. Like yeah. clearly that's not what I do. I see. Um. So anything that's like that, or anything that's just a bit too taboo. Not just necessarily you personally, but like any of your anyone in the industry that you know. What is the weirdest fetish you've ever heard somebody have? I don't know. Cause I think what's weird is different for everyone, isn't it? True. Because we asked some of our listeners this question if they had any kinky fetishes. Yeah. And a lot of them, obviously, quite a lot of people would probably want to reply, but. A lot of women love to be spat all over. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably just quite, or a lot of feet, like foot fetishes. But there was yeah. one person that said that she went out with a guy who liked to wear a nappy. Okay, yeah. And shit himself. Yeah, yeah. At dinner. Adult baby. He likes to shit himself at dinner. Yeah. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. Like secretly, but in public. No, I think when they were together. Okay, when they were together. Yeah. Yeah, adult baby. It's a thing. Yeah. Nappy fetish. Where does that stem from? But does the person who has the fit, like... (laughs) The age-old question, Jess. I don't think anybody really, truly knows, but I I definitely think that there is some link between trauma and fetish. So, and that could be, like, really minor, but you, like, I so often you know speak to guys who say like oh you know this all started when like this girl bullied me at school or this all started when like this thing happened do you ever get drawn into that the emotional side if somebody starts telling you a story or can you stay in what you're supposed to be doing what they're paying you for do you ever get drawn into that or weigh on you having to take on oh, their I think problems th- I think a part of the job is like as much as I'm not an anywhere qualified therapist yeah, but like to so. be good at the job you need to be that kind of like empathetic person yeah. because that is a big part of why these people 
speak to you. A lot of people are lonely and like they want a they want a connection. And so like if you <clears throat> if you can't like connect with people and you're too shut off from it, you're probably not going to do very well. You have to be able to connect with people and empathize with people. And you know what? <laughs> I, I think that like if I was going to do something else and I've toyed with this idea for like years and years and years, I think I would train as a therapist. Yeah. I feel like that probably is my calling. Um, and this is just like, you know, obviously it's not really therapy, but like it's, there's, a, there's an element of it. Yeah, to no, it, I totally get what sure. you mean. And it's just psychologically interesting, like li talking to people, talking to all different people about their like weird fetishes and stuff like that. It's, it's very interesting the way that people's brains work when it comes to like sexuality and stuff like that. Every person's an individual or over 10 years and it's a long time. Can you start... Like kind of boxing people off. Oh, totally. Like, and there's only like maybe six types of. I mean, there's probably more than than six yeah. or five, but yes, absolutely. There's certain types of people, and then and then sometimes there's not. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes people are just like a wild card. But yeah, there's definitely a certain type of person. This is so interesting. It is so interesting, isn't it? <laughs> I've absolutely loved having you here, Amelia. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've loved being here. <laughs> Everyone's going to be listening to this podcast and handing in the notice next week. <laughs> Aren't they? There's been a spike in people leaving. <laughs> what? Whoopsie. <laughs> well, I think we should wrap it up there. Yeah. Have you got any more questions, Oz? No, but I'm sure I will over time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get so many questions, I think, as well. So we'll do a follow up. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And if you are watching the podcast, we've put some clips on our TikTok and Instagram. Amelia is wearing Kiwi and Co top. It's just covering her perfectly shaped titties. <laughs> <laughs> and I am wearing a little lace number. Um, so remember to use the code PLATE20 for your discount if it's payday this week, as Zoe says, which is quite fitting for this podcast. What was it? Get spanking. spanking. <laughs> which is so spanking. fitting with today's podcast it is, as well, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you love the podcast, please rate it. Give us five stars. If not, we don't want to hear about it. We hope you've loved Amelia as much as us. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye, Bye. Amelia. Bye. 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 <laughs>